What's up? What's good? And welcome to yet another episode of Stereotypes and Black Males Misunderstood, where we are demystifying stereotypes and promoting understanding one conversation at a time. I'm Brother George and Stan the Man, a.k.a. the Mad Professor. And we are here for another episode, man. And today's episode is we, we you you hit me with something man you you asked me a question uh if there's a difference between being a christian or a follower of christ what prompted you to ask me that well actually i was listening to karis one's got this song called uh poisonous products from from 1992 on the yeah. sex and violence album right and he said something that jumped off the jumped off jumped off at me and i was like man that's interesting Right. And I'm going to read what he says. He says, um, distort your vision. Now the lies got you wishing through transmission. You want to be a better Christian. You wake up on Sunday morning to watch television mission. Christian be saying, accept Jesus in your life. Christianity was founded 400 years after Christ. What do you accept in your life? Christianity or the teachings of Christ? And that... That blew me. I was like, wow. oh, wow. Well, let me just finish what he said. True. Make up your mind. They're not the same thing. Right, right. And then I said, well, let me think about that for a minute. Right. Let me let me let me really sit down and think about, you know, what first of all, what are the differences? Right. And obviously, um, being the closest Christian I know besides my brother. Right. I said, this will be an interesting conversation. I, I would just like to know your perspective on it. Right. Um, right. And as I and as I sat down and thought about Christianity right. and um, what they, the model. Now, granted, this is from a person from the outside in. And, and I, I grew up in a Christian church. I grew up as Episcopalian. Right, right. Um, all through until, I mean, grad, until I graduated high school, actually. I was still going to church. I was... Um, altar boy carried the thurible. I did the service, the mass. So I knew right, it. Right. I knew the liturgy, the liturgy inside and out. Right. Um, and I, I just to me, I, I, I even gave the time. To my mentor, I call him Father Simpson. I call him. My, I call him my my mind father because he right. taught me how to think really. Right. And I remember telling him, "I'm going to, I'm going to hell." <laughs> I was crying emotionally. Right. right. He's like, why? I said, because, you know, um, I don't feel none of this. Right. You know, we're going through all these rigmaroles, kneeling and crosses right. and right. lighting, right. and I, right. I don't, none of this. Right. And he said, what do you expect to feel? I said, well, there's a lady, the, the first mother of the church, her name was Miss Woods. Uh-huh. Shouts to Tootsie, rest in peace. All right. Um, Tootsie used to come in Sunday mornings dragging, just, hey, Father, how you doing? Just uh-huh. dragging. Uh-huh. And by the end of service, right. hey boys, let's go! Right. So right, right. when she came to church on Sunday, she plugged right. into something. Right. Right. And when she when she was leaving, you could see the difference. Right. 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 And that just always moved me. Like man, I don't get any of that. Right. None of that is right. happening for me. Right. Right. So I finally can't. Like I'm going. If that's what I'm supposed to get, and I'm not getting it. Right. And according to the Bible, is you either this or you going to hell. I'm like, right. God, I'm going to hell. Right. <laughs> so he said to me, <clears throat> profound moment. Now, now, in my now you life. said this or going, but go ahead, man. It, no, you it's, it's either I you. connect to whatever it is this con- I'm, she's connecting to, right? Which is, I'm assuming, God is why this is what we come to church for, right? Right. To right. connect, and I know she's she's locked into something, right? 
I'm not getting any of this. I'm doing right. all this stuff. I'm, you know, and I'm not getting any of it. Right. Um. And I remember saying this to him, and he was like, "You know what? You might have an African spirit." Blew my mind. What is that? What do you mean by that? What? What? African huh? spirit, bro. What? You gotta. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm. I'm like, what are you talking about? Mind you, this is a priest telling me this. Right. Um. And but this is also this is not your normal everyday priest. This is a guy that sat in he told me the most spiritual moment he ever had in his life is he had a sit down conversation with he said he calls it the joke uh-huh. he said I, have, I had a joke I did the joke I said what do you mean he said it was a Episcopalian priest a Episcopalian monk a rabbi and a, 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 um, a imam and a Hindu a Buddhist sat down for lunch right he said it sounds like a, a beginning of a joke right but that's what happened right and he said we sat around the table and we had come we came from very different theological beliefs. Right. But we found a commonality in our spirituality. Right. And he said it was such a moving experience to, to move with that. It made me realize, and he said it may sound here uh, heretical, but there's more ways to this than I've been taught or I've been feeling. I right. feel, right? Right. So um, he said maybe it's the matter of your communication. Right. Maybe the, oh, for church, you know, right. Episcopalian is like Roman Catholic. It's, right. Right. Except they don't do the Latin thing. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Maybe it's the way it's not doing it for you. And I was like, huh, okay. So, and I've been to gospel churches and I've been, you know, I've been right. on this spirit walk type thing myself. Right. And right. It, it still wouldn't resonate. Now, the very first time I really, I went to, um, I went to a drum circle. Right. The first time, really, that I sat there, because I've been there to just sit back and watch. Right. And I played. Right. When it, when when I stood up from that, I felt like I was floating. Like right. I, right. It was. I never felt like that in my life. Right. And it's it's been calling me ever since. Right. Um. Not to not to throw any spirituality on it, but. Um, Bro, this, we already stepped we, in it. This is what this we, was all we, about. We, so go we, ahead. But that made me go, okay. But I was sitting there when I listen, was listening to this. Um, it made me go, okay, Christianity, I know Christianity to have all these things you're supposed to do. Um, and all these, this way you're supposed to, to walk, this way you're supposed to talk, who you deal with, how you hang out. You know, um, you don't do this, you don't do that. And I'm going all these rules and all this theology that's around it, all the dogmas I would say around it. And I was, and I, it just made the song just was poignantly. It just made me go, but was that Christ? And it's like to say that Christianity was founded after Christ, 400 years later. Is like these things that we're doing to become Christians is not the things that Christ did. Right. So should we not be? following the things that Christ did or should we following these other list of this litany of long litany of rules and actions that we're supposed to ascribe to and it when he said that it made me go you know what who was Christ as is in the bible he 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 serviced the poor he fed the poor he walked among the unworthy as you would he the unholy he didn't run right. with he he chastised the the uh the theological um authority right you know he lashed the, the 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 guys in the temples and was like what are you guys doing making money off of my people right this whole thing everything that christ was about christianity as it's being practiced right now does not match that at right. all right and i was going so then it made me go further okay so what is christianity if it's not 
the followers of Christ. And it made me, I had to sit there and think. I had to think about you. Right. The two people close to me that I've watched go through this conversion. I had to think right. about you. <clears throat> I think about my brother. Right. When you guys became Christians, uh-huh. early on especially, right. something changed. Right. Not 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 the philosophy, not the spiritual change that people are talking about, uh-huh. but the social change right. that comes from the person. Right. And I don't know if it was, I don't know if the change needed to be happened in order for everything else to happen. And when I say that, I mean, my brother is the, is the pioneer in my family. Right. Right. He right. first to dance and all this other stuff. Right. And I, I remember we was like, yo, we going to the club, me and him, and, and me and Terry was souped, like, oh, my brother's home. We can finally take it to the club. We right. can, whatever. Now right. hear me out. I understand he's a Christian now. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't dance anymore. You don't dance anymore. Right. Because I was just dancing for myself. I don't sing anymore. My brother's, you know. Right, I do can sing. I was like, yeah. you don't sing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was singing because for my own glory and not that of the Lord. And the... What? Right. And just like, who is this person? Right. Right? We crack a joke or we like, whatever. Oh, I don't. I don't. Huh? Right. Wait, wait a minute. Time out. Who right. are you right now? Right. You know what I'm saying? I understand you're trying to be a Christian. I get right. that. But does that mean that my brother has to die? My brother has to die? Right. And I was even thinking that with you. It was like, I remember me and Troy was talking about it. It was like, right. yo, I don't. And Troy was like, yo. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to just have faith because years later, my brother came back. Right. But now he was comfortable in his his skin right. of who he was right. and he could now be himself again. Right. You know? And that was that was that was that made me go, hmm, okay. So maybe this is a process that has to happen. Right. And then me and Troy talked about it. And I was like and he's like, yo, you talk to George? I was like, nah man, I haven't you know, but you know, he knows if we're here then I was like, yo, did you get the he's like, yo, I got the Christmas card. I got the Christmas card? Yeah, I got the card. I was like, well at least he know, you know, it's all good. We talked from your brother died. And we right. came down and saw you. It was, it was like you know, we was driving back up, and he was like, man. He looked at me, and I looked at him. I was like, yeah, I know. He'll be back, as, I guess, you know, if it's... And then, sure enough, we were shocked at the time when we called you to go to the, the public enemy thing, and you was like, right. I'm going. Right. We was like, nah, get right. out of here. So right. we watched, and then you came back more comfortable in your skin. Right. And more able to be you and be Christian and I'm going why has the why does there have to be this thing where you almost have to kill not kill yourself right but but, but and I get it and you know I, I likened it to this is how I rationalize it for my I have to understand right like I watch these TV shows where people are on drugs right and they go um off to these places to do um I'm sorry, y'all. This is very. This is a. This is a, this is a topic that's near and dear to me. Right. Because for years, my brother here, man, was missing from my life. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that that meant something to me, and it meant something to my. You know, we we missed him. You know what I'm saying? Right. And my brother was the same way. It's like here's somebody I looked up to, and they just now they're just not there. Right. You know. Um. 
when you're on drugs, they change your location, take you somewhere else. Right. And then you go through your rehab and everything and you come out and you're clean and you see, but the worst thing that can happen is for them to put you back in that environment. Right. Now, the chance of you relapsing is higher because you're right. back into that whatever, okay? Right, right. So, I get that. Is there a part for this process to happen that you have to remove yourself from your environment and be in whatever? The part that, that I didn't understand with both of y'all was I never saw us as toxic like that. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? We weren't the type of friends that be like, yo, G, let's go to the strip club tonight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. We that was never our never, thing. That was never our type right. of our thing. So I didn't understand why everything had to be cut off. And it, I mean, with my brother, it was, it was, it was even more poignant because it, I just was like, he would only deal with people that was going to his church and he would right. only go with people who, if, if he had something going on, we, he wouldn't invite the family unless, cause we, and it just was just weird to me kind of, right. this is like, right. I don't get this. And right. if this is, if this is what, honestly, it's like, if this is what your Christianity is, right. I don't want no parts of this. Right. 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 None of this you, because man. I'm like, I know I'm a, I consider myself a good person. Right. You know, and I like to have fun. I like to have jokes. Right. There's no friend of mine <laughs> that's could tell you that I've done this and that to them. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not that type of person. Right. So if this is a requirement of mine to cut off my friends or my whatever. Right. Because I choose, I'm very particular in the people I can, that I can call friends. Right. I don't run with a certain guy, people that do all this kind of stuff. That's right. not that's, that's not how I get down. Right. So if I have to lose the, then I, I guess, I guess like Sip, I am going to hell because this but, is not this is not happening. But you know, I think, man, it was just it's just powerful, man. Uh, what you just shared, um, and because again, even just as as, as a, a point of conversation when we talk about it, the whole idea of being a follower of Christ. I mean, being a, it's it's not about work. And things that you do to become a Christian. Mm -hmm. Becoming a Christian is, you know, believing, you know, admitting and understanding that, you know, there is sin in your life. You can make it as simple as say the, the Ten Commandments. I've lied. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> I, I've done a whole lot, bro. Right. I broke a whole lot of them. But the point is, I know that that's happened, mm -hmm. right? So now I'm admitting that I, I'm a sinner. It, it, and, and from there, I believe. And again, this is a faith walk. I believe that Christ died for me and raised again. I'm very logical, as you know, and I'm very analytical. And so when I'm looking at how this stuff aligns with history and everything else, but I'm sorry, let me stay with the faith. And then I have to confess my faith in Christ. And so you're accepting Christ. That's what makes you a Christian, period. Right. But what happened, and I like what you said, trying to be a Christian. When I, I was trying to be a Christian. I was trying to to be like the, the mother that you saw I was trying to be like her or him or whatever else and the first when I walk in there I'm just like oh this is crazy right and you know when you talk about having to die to yourself yo there were some things that I <laughs> even now there's certain some things that I still need to die mm -hmm. to and, and that's the bottom line is you know of of you know I do want to glorify God with my life mm -hmm. but glorifying God with my life does not have to look like all of this stuff right. that was, you know, oh, well, it looks this way and it looks that way, like you were saying. Right. You know, the African spirit thing, I was like, whoa, where's Cat going with this? And I don't want to be disrespectful because I know how much Sip means to you. Um, but what I think he was saying is, one of the things I think we've missed in Christianity is, look, man, 
people are cultural and people got their own deal. Right. There are cats that are rocking out for Jesus. There are um, brothers who are riding out for Jesus, tattoos all over Harleys or whatever, and love the, uh, the earrings everywhere, mm -hmm. and they love Jesus. I've shared with you, you heard Corey Red. Right. If if and nobody that, else don't bring that, it, Rod and, and that brother, and that's a yeah, and that was the other thing that was that was another revelation to me when I, after because I, after I after I listened to Chris, then I remember you put me on and I was listening. I was like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Now, what you mean by that? Meaning, this dude is a Christian, right? Right. Although a lot of people would argue, hey, you don't, this yeah, dude is but not because cool. he doesn't because he refuses to become this clone. He refuses to join the cult. I'm gonna call it what it is. Okay. The cult of <laughs> drink the Kool Aid. The cult. The cult. The the, the cool, Right. Because he's still himself, and right. I clearly you can see he's himself, and he loves Christ. Right. But he, and he even says the things that he sees in the in the church that these Christians call themselves. He's like, I'm not buying into that. Right. I'm not doing that. Right. I don't have to do that to be a Christian. Right. And but if you if you and if you need me to do this to be your Christian, then I'm not that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. He's like and, and he he went so far as to call out like Chris, Christmas. Like right. Christmas is not a is not a Christian thing. Right. Right. You know, I'm like, wow. Right. Right. Wow. Right. He's like, I, I don't care that you want to have a discussion. He even says right. it. You want to have the discussion. Yeah, let's said, sit around this table. Said, and get all your pastors to sit at the mahogany it. table. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's like, let's have this. Let's have the discussion. And I, I respected that. Right. Because it comes right. from a, it comes from a perspective of, I am, I am, I'm a follower of Christ. Right. Right. And I'm here for Jesus Christ. Right. Um, but at the same time, I do that. I, I follow him in a way that. If people meet me, see me, interact with me, know this is real. Right. I'm not putting up a front for right. you. And right. that's sometimes a thing that I, I find when you're dealing with some Christians. Right. Like, I'm like, is this real? I mean, are you putting up an act just to show me that you're holy? But this goes back to the mask. Right. And when I exactly. said a lot of masks there's a, there's a mask. that I regret, right. there was a mask that I wore. Because now, if we look at Corey Red's example, he's a perfect example. All right. He had to die to some things, man. Mm -hmm. He was selling. Right. He remember he said there's one song we said I used to root <laughs> I root for the bad guys and, and, and was happy when the cops got murdered. Remember right. he said uh, right. this woman he hit he hit, hit it and he said caught a fifteen hundred them goes. Time she wake up I'm in the store mm -hmm. trying on new clothes. Mm -hmm. He wasn't glorifying the past but saying in the past this is the type of stuff that I did or what have you. He did die to that. Right. But there are giftings that this dude had because right. he is one of the dopest MCs right. that you never heard. Right. Straight up. I don't care what nobody says. And the, there was a freestyle. I don't know if I shared it with you. It's like hallway? six minutes. Yeah, yeah he's some he, yeah. some place or whatever, he, some institution he, somewhere. He and he says, yo, man, I was hitting the bottle. Right. Like he was admitting, yo, man, this is something that I needed to give up. But yo, I, I messed up. I slipped. And there it was. Right. And so I'm saying that that was the type of stuff, man, that I wrestled with. And and it's funny, man. My the, the pastor at uh, the church, in, you know, the, when we uh, before we moved, mm -hmm. Pastor Darling, and he happened to be the one who, you know, led me to Christ. I mean, I think I, I was following Christ, I think, as a teenager and then just let it all go. And fine, he, he led me back or what have you. 
he was sharing and his wife was sharing, look, man, don't try to change this, that, so forth, so on. Just be you and let God do the changing. And one of the problems and one of the challenges in the church is that a lot of times we are warning somebody to change and be like this or be like that. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, look, man, you are who you are. If we really want to say come as you are, right. the folk need to come as they are. And I'm going to tell you, honestly, part of my struggle with church and everything else, I was taught that we couldn't afford to go to church because to go to church, you needed to have certain types of clothes and everything to go. Mm. And growing up when my mom and dad separated, you know, I'm like, yo, we poor. I don't have it. And so not realizing that that's not how this is supposed to go down. Mm. And mind you, maybe the church didn't all say that. But also sometimes if you go to the church mm-hmm. and everybody looking at you like you're crazy, or if you go to the church and everybody is dressed a certain way, you kind of feel out of place. But the church is the people. Right. So the church the people, is the, right, the so body the, of Christ, the people. That's what it's supposed to be. So if the people have a, an expectation that everyone's dr- going to wear uh, driver bins and whatever, then they're going to look at you funny if you come that way. But but I, but I think that, that also depends because I think there's also this diversity, right, in, in the body of Christ. And the funny thing is, man, for me, and I did share this with you, I am at a church now that's multicultural. Mm-hmm. I have never done that before Mm -hmm. and part of the reason why i'm being honest with you man there's a lot of hurt and pain that i have suffered um please this i'm sorry this i take that back because it does not compare to suffering other people have had but let me just say racism has had has had its hold on me Mm -hmm. and so you know to go to a place where there's you know a whole bunch of other people and we're all talking about god and i'm thinking about history and everything else couldn't do it Mm -hmm. but i got to tell you what moved me about the church where i am right now is the pastor dude is Jewish and Italian. And most of the time, people don't, if you're a Christian, you're not even messing with Judaism or whatever. Dude has a Seder. Like, one, I didn't even know what that was. (laughs) All right. And secondly, so what he's doing is he's embracing who he was. You know what I'm saying? Some mm-hmm. people have an issue. This this is just the stuff that drew me to him. Mm-hmm. Some people have an issue with like Halloween, this and that. Or he says, look, it's a pumpkin. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. The point is, you know, there are certain people who are convicted by certain things, this and that, yada, yada, yada. But for me, you know, I had to realize and understand, yo, man, I, I, I have to be me and it's okay for me to be me. Mm-hmm. But as I shared with you, why did I fall out of love with hip hop for a moment? It's just... Yo, man, she was saying and doing some things that I don't want in my household. And I want my kids hearing and us talking to. And I know being a hip hop addict, which you can attest to (laughs) that I was, I can't let all this stuff in. And so what happened is, it's just like this. T.D. Jake said this too, man. You want to hang around people who are going somewhere. Right. Because when you do, just like, look, man, my vocabulary just grows when I talk to you, period. Seriously. I always leave with something. Hey, you, this is an inside joke, everybody. Glass nost. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't tell you. I really understand what it has to do, but it has to do with Russia or whatever else, you know, not to speak to political terms. But <laughs> you and my wife, we're playing a game, you and he and my me. wife, you know, they say glass nost. I'm looking around like, what is a glass nut? You know? So that's what I'm saying. Be around people who are going to build you up. Right. right? And so 
I think the, the argument with what we're trying to do in church is, you know, hey, look, you know, you want to make sure that your people who are going to build you up. But I got to tell you, and I know we, this is probably going to be a back and forth mm-hmm. point of contention. Man, I, you did get the Christmas cards because you're all my people. Right. <laughs> so sometimes people are like, nah, I'm not messing with that. And if I'm in church a lot because I serve in the church, mm-hmm. you know, some people, they don't want to go to church. What can I, I can invite you, right. but I'm not going to stop going necessarily for, for you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the other point, which brings it back to Corey Red, you're supposed to accept Christ. I'm, I'm, it, to be a Christian, you accept Christ. That's what it is. It's not accept Christ and do this and do that and do that and do this. No, accept Christ and you grow in Christ. Mm-hmm. But you're also supposed to share the gospel and share your faith. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes the biggest Bible that people have seen is you know a person right. and an interaction that they've had with a person. You see what I'm saying? Right. And if you're not going to interact with certain people, and that's the other thing, I love you know me, man. I love people. Right. I go, yo, man. I'm on the street and <laughs> talking to homeless people. <laughs> like, just, just how did you get here, bro? Man. You know, just, just you know, that's what I like to do. Right. And so, and that's what Corey read. He talks about like, boom, we supposed to be in the streets. That's where I am, literally in the streets. You know, bringing that. And so. You know, it, it, so I think when we look at being a Christian or a follower of Christ, a lot of the thing is a matter of, you know, people have this, they have this box as to what it should look like. Mm. And I'll tell you, one of the things I also struggle with um, when I, I came to Christ or came back to Christ, however you want to put it, is being a former hip hop addict, I'm trying to listen to Christian hip hop at the time. And it's kind of like when you're eating. You eat all kinds of food, you know, fast food. You, you remember in Newark, Siberian Bilal, yes. steak and takes and right. Cooper sandwiches, all the stuff. That you could, it seemed like I was eating like just wheat bread, you know what I'm saying? Or fat, fat-free, fat you know, cake with no frosting, right, right. you know. And can you even have fat-free cake? But in any case, <laughs> the point is it didn't, it wasn't bringing it. And I think part of it is because when MCs are raw, you can be raw right. even for the Lord. And and now I'll never forget, I think I may have shared this with you. The Corey Red and Precise album is called Resistance is Futile. One, the album is sepia. They sitting there, you know, right. in my old hip me, right. hip hop pose or whatever, and they join, they got it, you know, graffiti ripped down on it, right? And with the song, he's he's bringing it pretty raw. Right. And in doing it, there's some people I shared it with, and they, uh, they felt very uncomfortable about it. And don't get me wrong. I understand that, and I can't judge anybody for that. Mm-hmm. But I had to get to the point where, look, man, I'm okay and I'm comfortable with me. Because what happened also with me, man, is I used to always be able to connect with people because I knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. So with young people, and as an educator, I could connect with people. Sometimes I would make up a rhyme from a popular song and, and throw it at a kid or whatever, and they're like, oh! you know what I mean and listen to me and work with me or you know and what happened is you know when I removed myself I think what needed to happen if nothing else is like I said now I told you I listen but I don't I don't eat it right. I don't let it feed me just because like I said I don't need that negative stuff especially if it's talking about I don't smoke right. so people can we can say smoking weed is all good or you know sexing up this one and that one or whatever is all good I believe marriage is is is, is, is sacred you know what I'm saying I, I, there's a lot of things that I believe I think are cool that may not always be spoken about in certain tunes mm-hmm. and so for me right now you know I listen because I want to know what's going on I'm able now and here's what caught me I'm reading literature that we can accept right. as, you know, classical literature. 
Right. And there are certain themes and other things, even in the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain things that have happened, you know, with mm-hmm. sex and so mm-hmm. forth and so on in there, right? Yeah. It's happened and these are stories that were told and that was okay. And I'm thinking, well, hold on. Yeah. And hip hop, there's so it. much social commentary that is dope. Right. And we really, if you really want to know why black men don't show up in certain churches, because T.D. Right. Jakes got a whole lot of black men in his church, right. um, is because sometimes there are voices that are not listened to right. and people are already judged and already feel like like there is this you soft right. if you go as well and 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 so I'm stepping off the soapbox, but just these are the things. This is funny, man. This is a conversation. Well, we kind of did have it from on and off, but this is right. a conversation that I think we need to have because it's a lot of the questions we were talking about. Right? Was why do you think? I mean, there was this thing you, you shared to brother polite, right? And he was talking about uh, Christianity in the black community. Right. Tell me a little more about that. Well, he feels that. Um, Christianity. Not, it's not just Christianity. He feels organized religion, religion has uh-huh. been the downfall of the black community because he feels that it has not served our purpose at all. Um, right. He feels like a lot of times it's it's been self serving in it in its own content. Right. And it hasn't provided what it needed to to the community. Now, right. um, I will challenge that to say that the quote unquote civil rights that we attain wouldn't have been possible without organized religion, be it the Islam backing um, El-Hash Malik Shabazz right. or the, the church backing Martin Luther King, right. you know, that was a strong influence in us making change. So it was, but since then, has has it has it played the part that it needed to play? Right. Um, I will even, there was even a, a suggestion that um, this whole turn the other cheek um, thing has a negative impact. We're too forgiving sometimes mm-hmm. of things that happen to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we'll pray for them. Right. We'll pray the stuff away. Right. Ain't nobody else praying but us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Stuff is still happening to us, but we'll pray for them. Right. I'll pray for them and let the Lord handle them. Right. Right. Well, the Lord had me a shotgun, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure we can take care of that too. But I'm just saying, you know, he's like, um, you know, he was like, he was saying that's the whole thing about organized religion sometimes. He felt that it, it, it helped. And he was even saying that there, there were times that the church was used. And I, I was saying to you, Word. the last thing you, the last thing an African was before he left for the new world. Right was baptized in the Christian in the church mm. that's to me is profound right your right. first indoctrination into slavery is you were you were given an Anglo-Saxon you were bet you were duh, and you said I baptized you from Kunta you are now Rod or whatever and yeah Toby putting chains putting a hold right right why Right. That is not happenstance. It's not just something they just did. Off. There's a reason for it. Right. I have an issue with the concept of the thing that's put me in chains cannot be the same thing that releases me. Mm. And I, 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 I struggle with that. I'll be honest with you. I mean, from, from, I mean, even when I was younger, when I was in high school, mm-hmm. you know, um, growing up in the West Indies, you know, you 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 heard about you know, everything is about Africa, and you know all this thing about slavery that right. that um, weren't necessarily taught here. Like my cousins are Rastafarians, and just be just feeding it to me, and I'm just like, right. wow. Right. So there's got to be. It's like why did why did they do that? It's not just happenstance. Right. Why was the first thing you when you got here? 
you you worked on it and then they took you to church on Sundays. Right. Why? Why were they why were they force feeding that? Why did they remove you from believing in your own gods and force you to believe in theirs? Right. Why? But uh, you know, but right we have the answer to that, right? One though, if we go back to if that is Christianity, that's not what Christ would do. Mm-hmm. That's not Christ. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you know, we go back, man, I, we refer to this book almost, I refer to this book almost every episode, Ibram Kendi's Stamped uh, from the Beginning, because he talks about the fact that, look, in this country, America, from its inception, there are certain things that were done, you know, to ensure, I mean, some people would, in the name of uh, missions, mm-hmm. go over to other countries so that they could really bring back slaves. Yes. That's, All right. That was the first invaders in every country. The first, your first invasion into any society that you look on outside of Europe started with Jesuit priests. The priests went first. Right. And then after the priests came the armies. Right. So the priests came there to deliver the word of God. Right. And gentrify, gentrify, gentrify. Yeah. You, and indoctrinate you into this religion. Right. And before you know it, you're a conquered people. Right. Now that also happened with Islam as well. Oh yeah. They, right. They, um, they, they, I'm but, sorry. I didn't want but, to just throw, but yes. But 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 I think like bearing all those things in mind, right? Cause yeah, that's the stuff that I wrestle with a lot, man. And and I think let's go back to our theme and our purpose, mm-hmm. right? Is demystifying stereotypes and promoting understanding. Mm-hmm. These conversations have to be had. And these conversations can't take place with the thought or understanding that we're a post-racial society. Because what has happened in the past, it really does shape what a lot of people think and view. But I got to be honest with you, the difference, what I have wrestled with, though, man, is I do know what Christ has done for me in my life. Mm -hmm. And I can't make it up. I can't even I, I can't explain away the differences and changes and things that have happened in my life. Now, those things that I tried to force, as you know, you've mentioned, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And God wasn't asking me to do that. I was trying so hard to do this. I'm not trying to go into your brother's. I don't mm-hmm. know his story. Mm-hmm. But with what he was talking about, I understood what he was trying to do, mm-hmm. right? But nonetheless, like Corey Red, he used this gift for like, yo, that's there's a reason why you got this gift. Right. Be you. My man, a mentor of mine, uh, Mr. James Terry, um, he's a deacon, the dude that had the crazy big house and right. the jag, <laughs> right. you know, like, um, he said that no matter what you're doing in life and how well you're doing, it, your life can only be enhanced by a relationship with Christ. And I've seen that to be the case in my life. I've seen that like in other people's experiences. And so that's why all that stuff that played out, yo man, very problematic. And those are the types of things that I think we need to have conversations about because I think if you bring it now into the the present day, Mm. right? The whole idea of aligning the Christian church, do you know how they call it? Evangelicals, right? Mm-hmm. They say that, right? And that's aligned with, you know, uh, the, the 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 right and the Republicans and all. And it's like, yo, man, that's not Christ. Christ wasn't even involved in all the politics. He was like, yeah, give unto Caesar's what Caesar's and give unto God's what's God's. Mm-hmm. And then there's this scripture, man, that talks about, you know, 
how you you said it all already. They were always the, the religious leaders of the day were always trying to get the people to conform to this or that or whatever. And I remember he said he answered. Jesus said, "Why do you con- transgress the commandment of, of God by your tradition?" You know, and the bottom line is people were so bent on tradition. Mm-hmm. And I can even say this deliberately, hell bent on tradition. Mm-hmm. And what Christ was preaching is believe in me. I'm I am the way, the truth, the light. The reason why I believe that as opposed because I've tried to be a Muslim, wanted to be, you know, is he said like after him, there would be no other. And he said that many others would come. So the others that came after, you know what I mean? That. I had already seen that. Okay, I don't. And, and then the feeling you were talking about, I never got that feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean with other things. And it's really not about feeling; it's about faith. Mm-hmm. But there are things that have happened in my life, man. Where and it has been feeling. And I'm like, you know. So, so in any case, but again, I have had that experience. Right. And I can't go on anybody else's experience or whatever, but just can share with anybody. You know what has happened, what he's done for me, what God has done for me. But. It's still a matter of this is why we need to have these conversations, because I don't know if people know or understand why so many people are turned off by church. But, you know, the thing about it is that religion was created to control the masses, to provide to provide people with a set of rules and guidelines of how to live their life in peace, in harmony. Right. That's the original intent behind the the creation of religion. Right. right? Um, But the part that's played out the most is the control of the populace. Right. I feel that far too often religion is used as is weaponized. Right. And it's used to move the masses wow. in one di- one direction or another. Right. And that's my that's my when I look at it it's 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 the part of this whole thing that I I have issues with. You know, um right. be it Muslim, be it Christianity, it's not right. just it's no one particular. I think it's the whole thing because right. Those at the top, I don't think, are true to the tenets of the religion that they serve. Well, I struggle with generalizing to people like right, that. Right. Just you know, just saying in general. But more so, and and one of the reasons that is because um, because the hierarchies that are involved in this stuff. Right. Right. And being. The one thing, the most interesting part about growing up in a church and being involved in a church and having a priest as a mentor is you pull back the curtain and you get to see the right. people. Right. And you right. get to meet. I met the bishop of the Archdiocese of Newark. Right. And it's like, he cursed. Right. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at Sim wow. like. Wow. And I know, I know, I know sometimes I know Sim cursed because right. I heard him stuff his teeth. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So they're people. Right, with foul, you know, and with people comes. There's some failings. Right, we're not you know perfect. Right, right. Yeah, people so, are not perfect. Right, and and some of those failings can be pretty severe, as right. you can see. So, um, it's just this whole the, the thing with the the I would I would like, I think the church would do better. Christianity specifically, right, would do better. If their members will remember that you're here supposedly um, following the teachings of Christ, right, and not just the uh, what is it the the trappings that come with being a Christian, right. Well, but see, I, I think that's where and that's our original question was right: Christian or follower of Christ are they the same thing? And the intent really is a Christian is somebody who is a follower of Christ. 
and I and unfortunately I think what happens is remember there's no perfect church mm-hmm. because the church is made of, of people mm-hmm. and people are not perfect and so with that you know every, even the control Jesus wasn't trying to control anybody it was on your, upon your free will right. he even told Judas yo man go ahead do what you gotta do so that you can crucify like that's how it went down and so the bottom line is it's a choice that we make it's a choice that we believe you know what I'm saying because people can choose not to believe but it makes me go back to this August Green um, song where he said if a tree falls in the forest Mm -hmm. and nobody ever hears it did it really ever happen at all did it really ever happen at all and so the bottom line is, I can't tell you about the experience that you've had, you know, when you're drumming. Although Ta-Nehisi Coast had the same thing, and <laughs> you, you and I talked about that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you, just like you share with me, and I can tell you about what Christ has done for me once I, I accepted Him as my Savior. Yes, I, I saw a difference in my life, even when I was younger, when I, I was seeking God that way. And it seems to me that most people who do seek Him, sooner or later. It, something happens you know what I'm saying and don't get me wrong and some people are just it, it, you know they don't it's just not their thing but in any case um, they're supposed to be the same thing mm. and I think my hope would be that conversations like this as we have more of them maybe what could happen is that type of feedback can help those of us in the church mm-hmm. to hopefully uh, be more Christ-like right. you know what because I'm saying I, honestly the you and my brother now right. is the one that the world needs to meet. Word, man. The and you and my brother back then, for right. my introduction, was like... Right, right. I feel you. I feel you. I, brother, I feel you. Yeah. Man. We're going to end on that, man. We're going to end on that. So, yo, this was... Yo, yo, so there's a question. Christian or follower of Christ, are they the same thing? Um... So here we are, man. Wow, this was a poignant, heartfelt, deep episode of stereotypes of black males misunderstood. But it's still all good. good. <laughs> Heard up, man. Wow.